0: This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald.
1: I'm Ramiya Amazin, And this is Kelly and Ramia.
0: Catch the pulse this Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 10.30 a.m. Pacific time. This week... Joita talks to Helen Rise of Siblings Canada about their new course, Savvy Siblings, Strengthening the Financial Security of Your Sibling with Disability. That's The Pulse this Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time on AMI Audio, also available on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube. Kelly McDonald here with, with Margaret Weldon.
2: There's always something new going on with AMI, and today we're going to talk with one of our um, podcast hosts, Jenny Bovard, who is the host of Low Vision Moments, which deals with funny experiences and stories and comedy and all kinds of things that can happen with people, with blind people or partially sighted people. Jenny, good afternoon. And perhaps maybe you could start out by telling us how long before this actual podcast got going? Were you you, um, interested in something like this?
1: Well, thanks so much for having me. I am always happy to talk about low vision moments because it was something, well, they were things that were happening in my life, my entire life. I'm someone that was born with the same vision I have now. And uh, I use the term low vision for myself, but these things were happening throughout my life. And it wasn't until much later on in my life in uh, my 20s or so that I I, I noticed like they had th- these these happenings, even if I'm doing everything right in my day, these funny little things are still happening in my day to day life. And they're sometimes frustrating in the moment. But later on in life, I noticed like these are kind of funny. And I was telling my friends and my family these little anecdotes, these little stories of things that were happen- happening to me in my day to day. And I got to wondering, you know, like, are other people maybe going to find this funny? Uh, will other people who are blind or visually impaired relate to these stories? And above all, like, can I entertain people with these funny little things that happen? Um, and and Low Vision Moments is a podcast that I had in mind for many years before it came to fruition. So when AMI approached me with the opportunity to do something like this. It was the kick in the behind that I needed to get going. And I will say that I've been talking into microphones and trying to make people laugh pretty well as far back as I can remember.
0: Oh man, that's great! I always love that that kind of story, that kind of relatability. And I, I know myself. I I wrote a play for a fringe festival, and that was this one of those things I thought about too, Jenny. And and as I sat and watched the cast perform it, I listened to the audience members and people in the disability community. We laugh. We were kind of ha ha. I mean, you get the odd person that well. I really don't think we should be letting people think that those things that happen to us are that funny. But I also noticed in the audience people who were hesitant to laugh and needed permission to laugh and had some other friends that uh, worked with the theater troupe and they, they would laugh immensely. About these things. See the show and laugh. And they told me that w- one of the one of the girls particularly who was blind who was in the show, her mother was at the show. And she said later that she laughed and, and some people in the audience turned and gave her the worst look. She said, I, I wanted to leave. I felt unsafe. <laughs> so it was that how, how dare you laugh at these folks when we all know there's so much that happens. Whether you're on your own reaching for something and you knock it over or miss it completely or just you'll go to reach for a door. Where the heck? Somebody took the doorknob. Oh, it's on the other side. Um, When you and your guests share your stories, under all the funny and silly, is there another layer of something?
1: There's always another layer, right? I think in our day-to-day lives, there's so much heaviness and there's so much serious, there are so many serious things in our day-to-day lives to worry about and think about. And when it comes to low vision moments, when it comes to these stories that we're sharing, the podcast is mainly about having a good time but there is always the there's always the the layer of awareness and relatability and i think that you touched on something really important it's it's okay to laugh it's okay to include people with disabilities and uh, who are blind or visually impaired in the world of comedy in the world of fun we want to be included i know i do So I can only speak for myself and for the people who I have on and and we have a good time on the podcast, but there's, there's, uh, an air, there's a layer of awareness. And I always use the word like demystifying. I want to bring listeners in and viewers in now that we're on YouTube, I want to bring you over to, to an understanding in, in, in the level that we can get to, um, Of what it's like, you know, when these things happen, I'm, if you see someone tripping on a curb, they might just not have seen it. They may not have had too many drinks. Do you know what I mean? It, it, we need to help people think twice about um, the things that they see in their day to day. And I think that that's another thing that we try to do
0: yeah and it 's hard because people have trouble even laughing at themselves in normal circumstances when really so many times we do something like, "Oh,'m silly me, how could I do that and if you' you realize we 're not perfect it 's okay, and people aren 't necessarily standing there all the time waiting. I see that blind guy let 's just wait watch long enough he'll he'll do something funny here in a moment he'll 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 fall <laughs> over something it, it's not like that, but no we, we there 's a way to do it right exactly, and we can make ourselves you know not take ourselves so serious because everybody. And I sometimes think we we get disadvantaged because we don't necessarily see all the mistakes and funny things people do going in the wrong place and, oh, that's not where I want to be, (laughs) and laughing it off.
1: And I think finding the comedy in these situations, it doesn't always come right away, especially for me. I know last weekend I did my annual half marathon and, uh, I had a particularly frustrating low vision moment where I'm pretty sure I wandered off course at some point, something that's never happened before. And I was really frustrated and annoyed in the moment and, and even, It's still taking me time now to digest it, but, you know, I made it to the finish line. Eventually I finished the whole thing and, and not that many people can, can say that they've done that. It's, it's a hard thing to do anyway. So I wandered off course. It's going to be a funny story one of these days.
2: When it comes to guests for the show, Jenny, how far have you reached to find them? Like, do you look for the stories first and then get the guests or do you get the guests first is a combination? How far?
1: Sometimes it's one and then the other. Um, It goes back and forth. Sometimes I'll have a topic in mind and I will think, ooh, that person is someone who I think could really speak to that topic. And so I'll invite them on. And then other times, like the the guest I recorded with on the weekend for the next episode, it was just, I remember this person being witty, sitting on a flight with them, coming back from a goal ball tournament. I need to have them on the show and let's find a topic. Sometimes, my guests have a really good topic in mind. So for example, this most recent episode about to come out is about bad housekeeping. And I had to make it clear to my guest that I didn't pick you because I think that you're (laughs) not good at keeping your house clean. It's just something that I had in mind. And if you have something better, then we can talk about that too.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Uh, Now, you mentioned, uh, of course, uh, running just a few moments ago, and you're very active in local uh, sports and recreation locally. What's the latest thing you've tried? And was it actually related to sports? Was it the marathon? Because you've done that a while.
1: What was the thing I've tried, the newest thing I've tried? That is a really good question. I think the thing I'm working on right now is I'm teaching my dog to jog with me. I have a pet dog. Right. and he's full grown now. So they're, uh, he's at a point where I can teach him to run with me safely. So we're working on that. And that's Is a bit of a challenge because when you're out walking or running with your dog, if they're not like a trained service dog, um, you know, they are going to get distracted by things that I can't see. So sometimes it's a bit of a guessing game, like, is there a dog across the street or do you just smell something? Um, So we're working on those distractions. And like anything else, it's a process and there will be low vision moments in there. I am sure of it.
2: Are you enjoying the video podcast making?
1: I'm not going to lie. I have never been someone who wants to be in front of the camera, but these awesome opportunities keep happening where I get to be in front of a camera and I have to brush my hair and look presentable. But I am I am getting used to it and I am finding the things that I like about it are sometimes I get a glimpse of the guest reacting to what I'm saying, which is really nice because when you can see them nodding or gesturing or throwing their hands up in the air, it's just that much more of a a connection I find. So I really like that aspect of it. And I get to bring props along these days. So I get to bring some props along and sort of describe them um, for the audience, which is kind of another cool aspect too, I think.
0: That's awesome. I wonder if people will feel more um. now that they see it reaching out to, I've been wondering that with everybody doing the podcast, if as people watch this, they feel more, Hey, I'm going to send a message and and suggest something for the show.
1: I would love that. I would love more interaction and, and the more connection, the better I want to hear from people, whether it's good or bad, but I will say the best thing, one of my favorite things is just bumping into people out and about acquaintances, strangers. When I get messages from listeners or viewers, it's, It's that's what makes it so worth it when people talk about, you know, listening with their family members who maybe didn't have any um, other connection to blindness or vision loss. And and they get that sort of inside perspective and they're able to have that permission to laugh, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah.
0: Jenny, when. uh, Oh, oh, go ahead, Max. Go ahead.
1: Oh, that's okay. You go first.
0: That's fine. Uh, I was just simply going to ask, when does the next podcast
1: drop? I think it's set to drop this Thursday, if all goes according to plan.
0: Awesome. Appreciate it. Well, good luck with it, especially with the new format. I, I, I've heard a lot of good things. I think uh, uh, Andy and the company is so happy with what's going on. And uh, Fedora's off to you guys.
1: Well, thank I you so, the, so much. Uh,
2: and I can actually hear the love of the, of the podcast, the love that you have for the podcast in the, in the, uh, your voice, Jenny, and I hope you keep it up, but thank you so much for joining us today. And we look forward to listening to more shows and podcasts from you.
1: It's been that a pleasure. Jenny. And I've, thank you. Go
2: ahead. Uh, this, my We were just talking to Jenny Bovard, host of the low vision moments podcast, which can be viewed and heard on AMI.
0: Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, in the next hour of Kelly and Company, we're going to learn about the True Colors Festival, celebrating diversity through a world-class concert by enormous, enormously talented artists with disabilities. Why does a democratic country like Canada need a civil liberties organization? Danielle McLaughlin and uh, Noah Mental, no um, Noah, Noah Mental Aviv, excuse me there, uh, executive director and general counsel of the Canadian Civil Liberties Association discuss it in a little while. Uh, but up next, the Yukon travel and color blindness classes glasses, help individuals see the Northern Lights. Community reporter Kim Hovey, she'll explain how and what goes on after this. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Shaw of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.